The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. No Jen Lana, no Chewy today. Gabe Nigel, cousin some of the day, Brian D on a snow day. If you want to get in your favorite snow day memories, 800-990-3776. Also, Josh DiMaggio floating in and out, um, producer of Scouts. Giving bad Rust, takes. Giving bad takes about meatballs and meatball subs. Uh, just got a text from my guy, uh, Eric Gitter, who works at yeah, Mequon, uh, X-Golf and Mequon, <laughs> xgolfmequon.com. If you have a snow day today and you're looking to play some golf, uh, who is this guy? No marinara on a meatball sub, and he loves a Caesar salad with the face palm emoji. <laughs> Now, I feel bad uh, that we're, we're throwing Caesar salad under the bus because it's a good salad. Chicken Caesar, look, look, here's a good the thing. chicken Caesar wrap. Here's, here's the thing. Josh panicked. Like, straight up, Josh panicked. I asked him a hard question. He, he wasn't, ex- because he threw out the take of, you know, certain aesthetics while you're eating something. You th- and then you threw him a question that he wasn't ready for. He wasn't ready for what's the most aesthetically pleasing thing to eat, and he panicked. First thing that came to his head was Caesar salad and decided to go with here's, it. Here's an important thing about me, guys. <laughs> I'm a hater. I know things I don't like. I don't know. I'm not so well versed in things I do like. So when you tell me to say something I like, I'm stuck. And I, you know, you know what happened there, guys? I told you what was for lunch. <laughs> That's all that ended up happening there. There you go. And now you know more of the Wealth Workings, one Josh DiMaggio. Uh, by the way, Joshy, you would love my meatballs at my restaurant. We have a meatball sub smothered in marinara provolone that is from Chef Ed. Hey now, Chef Ed. I'm all right. <laughs> Apparently, Joshy's going to pass sub. on the offer from Chef Ed. Uh, 800-990-3776. That is where we find Ron in the key. Ron, you are on 94.5 ESPN. Good morning, gentlemen. This is as close as we've gotten to one of my favorite ideas for GKB, the producers. You need critique, calling from Alex. I've always said that one of the best shows you guys could do is just get all of the people that have either still currently producers or were producers and put you guys all together. Yeah, Maria Sapienza, you've got, I mean, there's there's an eclectic group yeah. of people who have worked here over the years and have been producers. I mean, we could grab Greg Hill, who's the producer over on... Um, the Pancake. Yeah, WTMJ. Yeah, and um, you could all, they could all, well, all you could all talk about the, the range, the life cycle of, like, the first time you get the call and you're like, oh, hey, Ron and the Key, until, like, where you're at, like, Josh right now, where you just go... I'll put you on hold. Yeah, Josh walked out. Like, Josh is no longer here. He can't even <laughs> listen to any of this, Ron. So. He saw your name, and he's like, I got to leave. Yeah, he just bounced. Went to eat a Caesar salad. Apparently. Uh, do you have, Ron, do you um, have a favorite uh, snow day memory from when you were a kid? So, I went to a, um, you know, parochial grade school, so it wasn't like, you know, your class of 33 school was specifically going to get called out, but I, I'm old like Jason. So I had the waiting in the morning, waiting for, we had like certain schools that meant we were off. Like, so we were like basically the, the, if this school is off, then we are off. So mm. yeah, then we did that. And then if not, I was the, the cliche, huh? guess you're walking. Have fun. That was my, <laughs> <laughs> that was my parents. Like that was, it was what was done. It was like, Oh, that sucks for you. Um, no reason I have to drive though. Um, last thing on, on snow days, cause I've already seen it today and I've talked with, uh, 
Jim Rutledge about this in the past. Do people who complain about the decisions that school districts make on have a snow day, not have a snow day, can you guys agree that they've never had to make a decision for a large group of people ever in their life or are just completely oblivious as to how that works? Um, Probably. I guess I've just always understood being, I mean, because I grew up in a rural community. It's It's not about... The majority of people being able to get there, it's about being able to get there safely. And it's being or, with the buses and picking up kids and having that large bus of people or, get to a destination home, quickly. Yes. Right? Right? Yes. Like, I think it is, in some ways, the decisions are made in the morning, even if it's not bad with the afternoon in mind. And, you know, some people will say, well, why don't you just let them out early? Well, that creates a whole pain in the in the neck for parents trying to pick up their kids in the middle of a workday, right? So there's more there's more going into this than you might think. Yeah, I would I, agree. Appreciate the I call, Ron. I wholeheartedly agree. Have a good day, guys. 800-990-3776 if you have a favorite snow day memory or if you have a take about meatball subs that Josh was just sharing. You know what where they got good meatball subs? Cousin subs? No. Well, yes, of course, but also New York City. <laughs> you got some Marquette takes you want to find? No, 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 no. I was going to try and transition us back to Aaron Rodgers and where oh, he's going I, to be getting so his, I, his I, great meatballs. Actually, now that I think about it, the Jets play in New Jersey. I want to talk about Jordan Love and and this portion of this because it's it, I know it's the next step because we're all focused on Aaron Rodgers. Is he coming back? What's happening next? But it, it stuck with me since we filled in yesterday afternoon and Tim Van Voren pointed out, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, joins Homer and Tony um, every Thursday here on 94.5 ESPN. And he pointed out that the Packers are making this about Jordan Love. And we believe in Jordan Love. The next step in his development, he has to play, he has to start, which was something that Brian Gutekunst was saying at the end of the season, which certainly caught my attention because it was, okay, you're still saying that you want Aaron Rodgers to be your quarterback at that point before the combine last week. And yet the next step for Jordan Love was to play. So does that mean you are going to trade him? If that's the next step in his development, you want to see him continue his development, does that mean you would be willing to trade him? And as this thing continues to play out, it seems that Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback in 2023. But I just, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around what Jordan Love is. And now that we're actually at this precipice, we're at the doorstep of Aaron Rodgers potentially getting traded. There was a report uh, from the athletic reporter of the New York Jets. He tweeted last night that it seems like the money is the last holdup for the Jets that they're trying to figure out that portion with Aaron Rodgers, who did, by the way, say on the Pat McAfee show that he would be willing to rework his deal if he decided to come back, whether that was for the Packers, whether that was for a different team. So that's certainly something that's negotiable in terms of his contract. But now that we're at the doorstep of this thing, I'm just, I thought I'd be ready to move on. And I thought I'd be ready to move past the darkness retreats and the ayahuasca, and the panchakarma cleanse, and as much fun as we've had making fun of those things, I thought I'd be ready to move on, because there is a lot of drama that comes with Aaron Rodgers. So much drama that comes with Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, the thing I enjoy most about Aaron Rodgers is the way he can play on Sunday. And when I turn on my Green Bay Packers on Sunday, I want to see them be a good, fun, competitive team. And maybe I should embrace this more, but the Packers have literally for my entire adult sports-watching life yeah. been a relevant team in the NFL. And they will be relevant at the start of the season, no doubt about it. Because anytime you move on from a legendary quarterback, you will be relevant at least for a hot second. Now, if, if things turn south, you, you know people look past you right away. 
But the Packers, because of who they are in the history of the NFL and who they would potentially be moving on from, Jordan Love will be relevant unless he stinks. And then, I want my team to be relevant. And I want my team to be relevant because they're playing good football. Yeah, and there's there's no guarantee of that for the first time in a very long time, if and when Aaron Rodgers leaves, right? And... I, I totally get what you're saying. Even at the low water mark last year, right? Where were they four and eight at yep. the at the low water mm-hmm. mark? You still felt in like your heart of heart and your soul of souls as a Packers fan that as long as twelve's out there, we got a chance to get this ship back on track. And who and knows? Did. If you get into the tournament, anything can happen with twelve. Even mm-hmm. at four and eight, yeah. right? If we get a four and eight Jordan Love team next year, that that hope is not going to be sitting in that that portion of your belly, right? Like, and that's going to be an adjustment. And I do think, and this will be an adjustment for all Packers fans. There is fun, and I I hope that Packers fans can embrace this. And I don't know that they'll be able to. There is fun in the progression of watching a young quarterback grow. And I think we have I just that. don't know if Packers fans are going to be patient enough to embrace that process with Jordan Love. I think we had that with Aaron back in 2008 cuz the team finished 6 and 10. But I remember going to a game that year and like every game that year it seemed like Aaron Rodgers would have some sort of game-winning drive in the fourth quarter only to have the defense cough it up in the final 4 minutes. Like that happened at least 4 or 5 times. And and that I guess you could fact check me on that and let me know if I'm wrong. 800-990-3776. But you got moments. But yeah, so there were enough moments where halfway through that year, the Packers gave Rodgers an extension. And if you have those moments, yes, I would agree it becomes fun. I just, it's a little unsettling. And I don't remember being this unsettled, and maybe I'm just misremembering what happened in 2008 and letting everything that happened after that, as good as Aaron Rodgers became, the four-time MVPs, not that I knew in 2008 he was going to be a four-time MVP and win more MVPs than Brett Favre and win a Super Bowl in 2010. But I don't remember being this unsettled. Yeah. And maybe that was because the rest of the roster I knew was pretty good because this was a team that was coming off of an NFC Championship game appearance with Brett Favre. And that was a defense that was pretty good that had a guy that eventually became the Defensive Player of the Year in Charles Woodson. In, 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 after you know two years you know, with playing with Brett Favre, he, he won the Defensive Player of the Year in 2009. They had pieces, you know, that, that you could kind of believe in and then would add to that defense later after Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter. But they also had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. And you could see what they were building. And I think part of my issue right now is I don't know what Jordan Love is, and I don't know what the rest of this roster is around him either. There are some potential fun, exciting things. Yes. But... There's just, to me, a lot more uncertainty totally. around this roster, and I think that adds to it. And if if you play it out, right, like, it, let's play out the worst-case scenario. Happy Friday, everybody. Here comes your worst-case scenario along with the snow. Um, if you play it out and it doesn't work, they don't pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option after the year. Goody and LaFleur probably get fired, and you start over with a new head coach, a new GM, the search for a new quarterback, and Mark Mark Murphy (laughs) retiring, right? So it is clean slate. And as bad as that sounds, there's also, if you can look at it the right way, excitement in that too. Do I sound like a guy that's been there before? Yeah. Okay. You do. You really do. (laughs) Trying to sell me on blank slate and everybody getting fired being a good thing. We're going to talk about this with Steve Scafidi as well from WTMJ. He is going to be joining us next. He's a Packers season ticket holder, and I'm I'm really curious to see 
the um, the takes that Steve has about this. I know he's very passionate about the Packers. Can't wait to talk with him. Change the way you do business and take more control of the payment process with Fifth Third Bank's Treasury Management Solutions. This is one of the solutions that Fifth Third Bank has for you. Their market ex- expertise and managed streamline uh, services streamline the entire payment process and integrate with your existing systems, giving you more control than ever. With their suite of payment solutions, you will soon recognize a new revenue sources that will save you time, can offset operating costs, and improve the bottom line. All customized just for you and your business. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, custom solutions built around your goals. Member FDSE. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I mean, how many free agents did they get last year? One. Who? Jaron Reed. Oh, and Sammy Watkins. Oh, yeah. I Again, keep forgetting about him existing. How can you forget just... about his blocking? <laughs> his blocking is unbelievable. On 94.5 ESPN. Snow Day Friday here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Cousin Sub of the Day, Brian D. Along with me, I'm Gabe Neitzel, Ashton Rotman as well. Again, if you're dealing with any of the uh, adverse effects from the snow, whether without power, you have trouble getting to work, hopefully you enjoy that. But we are, uh, hopefully you're able to navigate all those things. But we are ready to be enjoyed as we are joined by Steve Scafidi, WTMJ. Check him out, Steve Scafidi Show, 9 to noon over on WTMJ. Also a giant Packers fan. Huge. Love. How long have you been a season ticket holder? Since 1983. And you're uh, you're one of those uh, season ticket holders that straddles the inside-outside seats? Yes, I have seats outside and inside. Nice. I rarely sit outside unless it's nice out. Because <laughs> I'm like a wimp. <laughs> He's soft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did sit outside for the Thursday nighter this year and, and froze my the uh, off. Titans game. Yes, which okay. is a very disappointing game. Yeah. yeah, among many that they had. And I love the cross promo. So thanks for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do it's you? Great. When it comes to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, are you just ready to move on? Like as I, I love talking to you about this because you're again just you're just like a knowledgeable Packers fan with those season tickets. You're very passionate about it. And, and not as plugged in as, as maybe some like hey, Willie is. or like From a fan perspective, can you tell me where you're at with Aaron Rodgers? I've lived the Green Bay experience at quarterback. Kid, Bart Starr, hello. And then, you know, some suckage between that, the Scott Hunters <laughs> and the Jimmy DelGazos and all those guys. A little bit of Lynn Dickey in there. And then, of course, Brett Favre, now Aaron Rodgers. So I am not ready to move on, but I'm happy and okay if he does. Here's my thing on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to make a bigger point about quarterback play in the NFL, because that matters. That position above all other positions really matters. Aaron Rodgers, if you're not completely ready to go, and whatever that means in his crazy, mixed-up, hippie California head, I don't think he, he he's ready to take the next step. Why do I say that? Because I've sat there and watched him underperform in really big games at home at Lambeau. That suggests he's not all there, and if you're not fully committed to winning in the NFL— i.e. Tom Brady last year. What happened? He wins a Super Bowl a year before. All the crazy offseason stuff, he comes back. He's not the same Tom Brady. you got to be all there. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't all there, with all the craziness that he jumps into his life every freaking offseason, yeah. go somewhere else and be happy, dude. Yeah, and, and I want to defer to Gabe on this because I listen to you guys all the time when I'm not Cousin Subbin, and Chewy talks about... The headspace you have to be in to step between the lines on an NFL football field, the laser focus, the heightened awareness, the adrenaline, like you really, to Steve's point, need to be a thousand percent all in on what you're doing. And if he's not there in Green Bay, I'm guessing we're going to have another bad season. And if he's not a thousand percent there with the Jets, it's not going to be that good either. And I don't, I'm not a settler. I'm not a happy to be here fan. I want him to win a Super Bowl every damn year. Is that realistic? Of course not. 
But I also lived through some really great eras of Packers football. And we've had the disappointment, if you can call it that, of, of having unbelievable quarterback play. And we won one each time. One for Favre, one for Rodgers. That's, That's not good enough. Oh, God. Did Tom Brady ruin that curve? Yes. Because I don't remember yes. that conversation around Brett when we got to this point with Brett. Like, oh, he's only won one. I can't believe it. It seems like Tom Brady has ruined it by making it seem like it's easy to go out there and win seven Super Bowls. Yeah, he does. that's exactly the point. He makes it look easy. Tom Brady benefited from great teams, great coaching, great teammates, and some incredible luck as well. You don't win seven Super Bowls just because of your great skill. He's a tremendous quarterback. He has a, a, a natural knack for doing the right thing at the right time until last year which is probably why he's not going to play. Well, we'll see what he has to do. That's the other thing about Tom Brady. You never really know. But even at his extreme level of success, he couldn't pull the trigger last year. And unless yeah. you're all in, and I love Aaron Rodgers, but dude, figure yourself out and do it in so, the regular season. Don't do it in the offseason. We need you, man. The one thing that scares me, because I'm with you, I, I've kind of reached that point where I thought I was ready to move on, but now that we're getting close, I don't know if I'm ready to move on because I've seen Aaron Rodgers have bad years and then come back and... I mean, again, the Packers were clearly ready to move on from him when they drafted Jordan Love, because why else do you draft Jordan Love? And then he wins back-to-back MVPs. So I know he can rebound from the tough year that he had last year, but the old adage is, if you're thinking about retirement, you might as well retire in the NFL. And there's only one guy that I think has been able to successfully navigate that, and that's Brett. Like, Brett thought about retirement seemingly every year since 2005, had a great year in 07, had a great year for the Jets before he got hurt, and then went to another NFC Championship game with the Vikings. Like, to me, he's the only guy who's been able to navigate that. So at this point with Aaron, I, I just don't know if he can. Actually, the 07 example for Favre is a good one because, again, he couldn't take that last step because he, he was in that, 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 that time of, I don't know what exactly I'm going to do. Am I still going to play? I'm going to retire. That's never good. you got to be all in crazy, just passionate about football. And if you're not that... I'm sorry. It's time for someone else to be there. And, and if that guy's Jordan Love, I would, I'll cheer as loud for Jordan Love as I did for Rodgers and Favre. The dude, he deserves it. He's, he's been here. He, he gets his chance. So, Steve and Steve Scafidi from News Radio 620 WTMJ with us here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Do you think retirement is real for Aaron Rodgers, or are you like me and you feel like it's just his last club in his bag, this, this weapon in a sheath to wield if he doesn't get the result that he I wants? I don't see him retire. Yeah. I mean, he's still, I mean, even in, in a bad year last year, if you want to call it bad, he's still better than most. I mean, come <laughs> on. And he didn't have great wide receiver talent to, to help him out. Well, I mean, I, for the I most think... part, especially at that. In that six-game losing stretch there? The evidence to that point, Steve, is the Jets, and we talk about wrecking the Super Bowl curve, the Jets haven't sniffed a Super Bowl since they won it in, what was that, 54 years ago? And they're uh, bending earth in the heavens to try and get a guy that hasn't won a Super Bowl in over a decade, right? Like, yeah. it, it speaks to reason that they're desperate. I, if, it's, if it works out, when Favre went to the Jets, I actually watched some Jets games, which I never do, right? And I would watch, you know, with the ability to watch... Those games, I'll, I'll watch. Oh, and they'll Roger. be on. Oh, of course they'll be on because that's <laughs> the be story. On. That becomes another great story. So I am going to be all in on whatever the decision is. I fully commit, and I'm I'm one of those season ticket holders that's so passionate that I've had to like temper my enthusiasm. I used to go into the a cave for two days after 04, uh, 2014 yeah. Seattle game. I didn't exist as a person for two days. I'm talking about <laughs> total. I did yeah. my own darkness retreat, man. I was so down. I stood outside in like five degree weather for a half hour after the game. I had to cool down. That's the kind of fan I am. So then, as that type of fan, do you trust Brian Gutekunst? I don't know about that. 
Because I, that's, that's the next no. step of this. If it's yeah. not yes, it's no. Yeah, I, I, I felt for a long time with this franchise, even even with Ted Thompson, who I got to meet a little bit uh, through my associate, association with some folks who work for the Packers, um, they always were that one or two player decision away from validating that they can win more Super Bowls. And I, that frustrated me as a fan. Take a gamble one year. They did it in, in the in the in the Favre Super Bowl year. You know, they added those players, Sean Jones, Keith Jackson, a couple other Eugene people. They Robinson. Added yeah, yeah. They, they they Andre. They spiced it up. Andre Risen, who had a great touchdown in, in the in the Super Bowl uh, thirty one. It, it's it's that extra step. And I haven't seen that from Gutekunz. Does it mean he can't do it? I don't know. Who knows? Steve, what are your thoughts on meatballs? I love meatballs. I I, I tweeted this out. Meatballs are their own course if done well. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I had a 10-ounce meatball at Santino's Little Italy in Bayview. Oh, I love Ooh. Santino's. Oh, great spot. Fantastic restaurant. Keep Santino's a secret. Matter of fact, though. they should sponsor something on my show, but, but <laughs> set that aside. You give me a 10-ounce meatball, that's a separate course. Totally. Yeah. I will slice that. I will. I, it's like a steak to me. Mm. You, you dribble a little sauce on there. Hey, no. oh, my, oh, my goodness. It's a meal in itself. House wine? <laughs> Come on. I had the house wine. House yeah. Cabernet, man. It's all you need. Mary's all together. great life. Meatball and some wine. Fantastic. Do you have a favorite snow day memory? I, I tweeted this out too. I see I pay attention to your show. <laughs> I live in a community with no buses. No buses. Twitter. We walked to school. There was no freaking snow snow days. Yeah. We went to school. You had this is again many, many years ago. We're talking fifty years <laughs> and ago. And it was it was uphill on the way there. And then on the way home, it was also it was uphill. dead flat. Okay, but keep in mind the clothing we, the clothing we wore was inadequate for the cold. We didn't have Sorel boots. We didn't have all the parkas, and you had basically a coat that you could barely button because you know somebody else wore it first, right? Yeah. You, you yep. got it. It probably had holes in it. You froze your butt off, but you went through the two feet of snow, trudged your way to school, and then the nuns yelled at you. <laughs> Hit you with a ruler. That's, yeah. the, way That's it the thing was. that happened, right? Oh, I not. I'm a Catholic. Yeah. Those nuns are the meanest people in the world. Oh, yeah. I just said that. I don't know if they're mean. They're just disciplined. Oh, no, they're mean. <laughs> they're disciplinary. <laughs> they will. They would crack you at a without a notice. Mm. Oh, my goodness. A yardstick. They they should play pro football. Some of those. Sister Nicita. You listen to Goody? Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Steve, what are you going to be talking about on your show today over on WTMJ? Well, we always start Friday with politics. I am chewed up by politics. It's, it, it's the stupidity. You talk about sports. Sports is, is like high-level brain activity compared to what's going on in politics. So we're going to chew that one over for uh, the first hour of the show with a, with a couple guests. All right. Steve Scafidi, catch him. News Radio 620 WTMJ, 9 to noon. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it, pal. Uh, we are going to continue to talk about Aaron Rodgers and if he will be fully committed if he comes back for the Packers or the Jets. We can continue that conversation. Coming up next, Jen Gabe and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brian and McGuire go weighing in. Hey, if you find something that sucks for 25 years, you hold on to that. Yeah, that is a very good point. Because usually the sucking only happens before you get married, and then the sucking <laughs> just stops. We're going to get fired. Yeah. On 94.5 ESPN. Jen Gabe and Chewy, special thanks to Steve Scafidi, who stopped by to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Season ticket holder since 1983. He's been going up to Green Bay games. So, shout out to Steve for joining us. wonder what a Scafidi family tailgate looks like. He strikes me as like a, a goulash or a booyah guy. You know, makes it uh, just a, a kick-ass chili. Goulash? 
You know what goulash, goulash is? I know what goulash is, but what was the second thing he said? Booyah? Bo- I think Isn't that a thing? R.I.P. Stuart Scott. Yeah. Booyah! <laughs> like, I don't know booyah. That's booyah. Isn't the baseball team up there in the Fox Valley the booyah? Uh, 800-990-3776. Correct me if I'm so, wrong on this. Booyah is like a thing. So Green Bay Booyah, yes, is a thing. They're in the Northwoods League, formerly the Green Bay Bullfrogs. And then when they were sold, they changed names. And, and I you think are that's correct a, I think that's a food. Their mascot is a chicken. So I don't know what's going on. Somebody listening Booyah. is pounding their cell phone right now going, I need to call these guys. I, I certainly hope so. It also is the snow day edition of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Again, hopefully you are navigating the snow safely this morning. Jen unable to make it in as she was without power at her house. I know a lot of people are without power. Hopefully that power is restored and you're able to go about your day. Um, but we've been asking... Your favorite thing to do when you were a kid. You found out you had that snow day. What were you doing with that free day off? This is from Ashton and Sheboygan on the Talk and Text Line, 800-990-3776. Sledding all morning, then heading in and playing GoldenEye, eventually Halo. I may need to fire up the N64 today. That sounds awesome. You know what the other good snow day, like lunch was? I always thought it was just that that generic uh, mac and cheese. With the dust powder, the Kraft mac and oh, cheese. Oh, the Kraft mac and cheese. Stick of butter, cup of whole milk, yeah. and that dusty cheese powder. That's a great snow day lunch. Great great way to warm up after mm-hmm. you've been sledding all morning. Absolutely. And that was the great thing about growing up in a a small town. Like, if I had a snow day, I could easily walk to any of my friends' houses and we could hang out. You guys and all live play next video to each games. other. Yeah, everybody, everybody's very close. Like, Horicon is not exactly a bustling metropolis where it takes all day to get across if you are walking. Could you skate on the marsh? Did well, the mar- mean, were there portions of the marsh that would freeze to be skatable? Yeah, you can't really skate on the marsh because you got like cattails and I mean, yeah, so, sure. But the river that feeds into the marsh, the Rock River, if you wanted to, you could. Um, but we had a little skate rink if you really wanted to just go skating. This has been Marsh People with Gabe Neitzel. <laughs> uh, let's just get back to Aaron Rodgers here. Because the one thing around Aaron, and Steve just talked about it when he joined us, is he going to be all in? Is he going to commit to wherever he is going and actually be there for different things? Well, Mike Greenberg yesterday on his show, Greeny, ESPN Radio, he does believe that Aaron Rodgers would be all in if he were a member of the New York Jets. I have to believe that he would understand that if he's going to come to an entirely new team, an entirely new situation, an entirely new city where he has built up no equity, he would not want this to be a humiliating disaster, which I think would suggest that he will be more all in than we saw him last year. He may be deciding, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Do I want to show up there for minicamp, for the OTAs? Do I want to bring Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore out to my house and we're going to run routes and all, do all the extra stuff that it will take for me to have a chance to be a genuinely great player on this new team? So I, I understand where he's coming from. However, but Aaron Rodgers has made it perfectly clear that he wants his offseason to be the offseason. And that is, to me, if he hasn't actually made a decision whether or not he's playing, that's what he would have to be mulling. Mm -hmm. If he goes to a new place, I think he realizes he would have to be all in. Even if it were in an offensive system he would be familiar with, with the Jets and with Nathaniel Hackett, and he'd be able to create something from scratch. But if you're creating an offense from scratch with Nathaniel Hackett, guess what you got to do? Got to be in New York a whole heck of a lot. Have to be, right? And... We have countless examples, and I love Greeny, but like that, that sounds like a guy that hasn't watched a whole lot of how Aaron Rodgers has operated the last two or three years, right? Like, I mean, last year alone, 
Last year alone, let's not even go to 2020 or 21. Last year alone, skips the offseason program, uh, skips OTAs, and a cascade of other veteran players do the exact same thing as a result of that because they are buddy-buddy with Aaron Rodgers. See Randall Cobb. See Mercedes Lewis. The list goes on and on and on. Defensive players, too, right? Uh, After the season ends, I can't remember, forgive me, which media outlet did an interview with Romeo Dobbs. And uh, they asked Romeo his favorite off-the-field memory with Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, eh, Aaron didn't really talk to me off the field. Like, that's that's a, a, a highly touted wide receiver, right? Christian Watson, we saw the clunkiness for the first five, six, seven weeks of the season as a result of the lack of chemistry that was not built in the offseason. You can't get away with all that stuff if you're going to start in a new place, but he's got a track record of doing all of those things or not doing all of those things. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the thing with Romeo was overblown just a little bit. It's not nothing, but I think it's just so small. Because then he also went out and was like, oh yeah, we had some team parties and we hung out there. Like, okay, so it wasn't nothing. It was kind of like, I think he just you know asked a question he wasn't ready for, and much like Josh earlier, he just panicked, panicked and said and something said, of Caesar uh, salad. Yeah, said something out loud is, is what ended up happening to the young Romeo Dobbs when he was on whatever podcast he was but earlier this year. The point remains the same. If you're going to go elsewhere, uh, you got to be all in. But then you flip it and you go, okay, why weren't you all in here? Like, how irritating is that going to be for us to watch if he goes to the Jets and is the model teammates for the Jets because he's in a new place when he acted like a jerk for three years here? That's going to be infuriating for Green Bay Packers fans. To me, it's, I guess I would be able to explain it away in that he didn't have to go through the offseason program in 2020 because there wasn't one. It was all virtual because we were at the height of the pandemic. And then he had all the contract dispute stuff. Is he going to get traded? Whatever he's going to do, you know, that accompanied that offseason in 2020 after Jordan Love was drafted. And then in 2021, clearly wasn't happy. Okay, but still won the MVP. So in his mind, he goes, "Ah, I don't need the offseason stuff. I can do what I want. I won two MVPs without it. I think you maybe had an awakening in that he didn't go through the offseason stuff this past year and then played the way he did. I think that would wake him up. Like I, that's the way I guess I could rationalize it in his brain. Sure. Like, okay, I, he didn't need it before. Now, okay, maybe I actually do need it now, especially if I'm going to a new team, especially if I have to deal with all these new receivers. Even if he makes that leap in his own brain, though, it's going to be infuriating to watch. It's sure. going to be like dating somebody and you're your best self in the first year of the relationship. That's exactly what you're right? doing. Uh, And then you get comfortable around each other and you start farting on the couch when you're watching Netflix, right? And then the breakup happens and all of a sudden, two months later, you've got chiseled six-pack abs. What? Where the hell were you? You know what I mean? So that's what it's going to be like for us if this ultimately happens. Yeah, it's. but it is happening, right? It's not if, it's a when at this point. I think we all feel that way. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to say it until it happens. Aaron Rodgers needs to press the button. We could we could hear all these reports from the Packers side and the Jets side and from Rappaport and Pelosero and Shefty. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that has to press the launch button. 
Uh, do want to thank all the people who talk, uh, texted in 800-990-3776. Uh, the Green Bay Booyah, no longer. They changed their name. Another ownership change. I was not up on the latest in the Northwoods Lake. I apologize. Way to go, Gabe. Uh, they Your are now research. the Green Bay Rockers, but they did used to be the Green Bay Booyah. Rockers in what way? Like chairs, dudes that play guitars? I think dudes that play guitars. Okay. Good question. That's a good follow-up. I, I don't think, I don't think like, because rocking chair isn't intimidating. Well, I mean... Can be. I don't know. You, you ever, go back to you ever far. seen like a mean old man or lady in the south on their front porch drinking like a root beer and rocking? There's an intimidation factor there. No, I, I could run over that old person pretty easily. I don't know, man. Just throw a shoulder into him. I just watched the uh, the Murdoch documentary on Netflix. Yeah, that that like those that, those seemed like people that had rocking chairs, and there was some suspect activity going on there. Well, I mean, me the guy you. murdered his wife yeah. and child. It's a little suspect. allegedly. No, no was, it's no was, longer alleged. Yeah, he was gonna, he, he was definitely convicted. did it. Oh, well, he, I, he was, I watched sure. this on Sunday night. I'm not oh, up yeah. on the latest. Yeah, well, so I mean, just recently that verdict came down in that trial. He's, yeah, this week. Yeah, he was found guilty. I miss a lot. I was in Vegas. How did how did I not miss this? And yet you, all right, whatever. I'm guilty. Uh, by the way, so a booyah is a dump suit, uh, and it's an event that people get together to make. Made a in dump a barrel. Suit? Yes, dump soup. Uh, made suit. in a barrel with chicken broth, veggies, kind of like a beef stew, but chicken instead. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. Ben in Waukesha, who is now gross. Ben into Pier, sent us a. Uh, sent us a recipe sure. for booyah. Fire it up. Uh, boneless, skinless chicken thighs, beef stew meats. Onion, uh, salt, pepper, water, celery, carrots, cabbage, yeah, everything. Potatoes, you tomatoes, green beans, frozen corn, peas. Man, this has everything. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a a dump soup yeah. is a great way to put it. Literally so, dump soup. Okay, yes. so I wasn't uh, totally delusional when I thought that booyah was a thing you would eat at a yeah. Packers tailgate. Hundred percent sweet. Uh, if you are going to make a dump soup or, or a booyah. you're gonna need a bunch of supplies. You gotta, you gotta say it with your your heart, Gabe. Give me give me a booyah. It's not. It's not Stuart Scott doing a highlight. Well, let's read it. Let's pretend. <laughs> Booyah soup. Booyah soup. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Well, then you need to make time and stop with her friends at Bunzel's Meat Market, 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee. This week, you can pick up pick up USDA choice skirt steaks for sixteen ninety nine a pound. USDA choice beef tri tip roasts thirteen ninety nine a pound. Frozen. Skin-on boneless red snapper fillets, average size is eight ounces. It's fifteen ninety-nine a pound. Fresh all-natural country-style pork ribs, three ninety-nine a pound. If you have not had the country-style pork ribs from Bunzels, oh, like during the summer you get those, you throw them on the grill. I mean, it'd be tough to do on a day like today, but that is my favorite way to make them. Whew. You need to do that ASAP. Uh, you can also get homemade fresh polo sausage, just four ninety nine, or excuse me, four forty nine a pound. Only at Bunzels. It's ninetieth and Burleigh in Milwaukee. You won't regret it. Visit Bunzels Pro tip as well: whatever you get at Bunzels, just grab yourself like a quarter pound of the uh, the beef jerky for the ride home. It never makes oh, it yeah. home, but just you know, a little, little snacker on the ride home. I typically have to get that for my wife, is the beef jerky, anytime I go. Okay, so you get a half pound, you eat a yes. quarter on the way home. Correct. Then, hey. So to make sure that she still has some, yes, by Babe, the time Babe, why I was get this home. ripped open? Ah, don't worry I about it. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. But that's how good Bunzels is. Visit them online, Bunzels.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jen, has college football gotten a little sleazy where you can recruit Got- a little? No, I'm saying from the standpoint... <laughs> It used to be. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. Indicating 
pancakes that Aaron Rodgers still hasn't told the Packers his decision. I am calling BS. Do you agree? It's pull. It's up on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Right now, 67.5% of people agree with me. Again, there's no way the Packers are just granting willy-nilly permission for the Jets to speak to Aaron Rodgers without speaking to totally. him first. Um, so we've got get up on here in the Gruber Law Office's one call. That's all studios. Greeny is, is currently speaking into the camera. He simultaneously looks elated, but also looks like he hasn't slept all week. And I think, <laughs> I think that's where like Jets fans are right now with the, just the possibility that they could get their hands on this guy. Yeah, I, th- I think they're super excited. Um, I think they're really, <laughs> really excited for this um, possibility because, again, they haven't been there. And they were a team, despite having the trio of Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Uh, as, so. their, <laughs> as their quarterback uh, last year, it was, you know, it, they, they, they were still a, a good team. Um, so I think that's why, and I, I guess I'm in the minority here because I know you've brought this up. Wildey brought it up earlier today that this just seems too clean, too easy. Yeah. Heck, Craig even mentioned it that yeah. he thinks that there's going to be potentially one last twist. I honestly think this is clean and easy because it's the only thing that makes sense. Hmm. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, and if you're Aaron, obviously, what's what's the what's the holdup if you're Aaron? If it's as easy as we all seem to think it is at this point, and it's pretty and it's clean, what's the holdup in Aaron Rodgers' mind? Do you really want to go through another? I, I, I guess I believe that retirement is still an option. I think it's a minority option. But if you are someone who we were just discussing that does not want to go through the offseason workouts and fought like hell to reduce the... I mean, right now, mandatory stuff's only a week, but then they still have three other OTAs. Um, so, you know, it, he fought like hell, man, during the last CBA to have some of that stuff even reduced from what it is because he thinks that players need to have more of an offseason. So if he comes to the conclusion of, yeah, I mean, I want to play, Sunday's fun, but the rest of, it, rest of it isn't, and I don't want to go through that grind for a new team, whereas Brett was... Maybe motivated a little bit by his own ego, his competitiveness, but there was also a vengeance in there that he wanted to prove the Packers yeah. when he played. I don't think Aaron has that vengeance part in him. I know he's a grudge holder, but I don't think he's holding a grudge, at least right now, against the Packers. Maybe he actually is, and he's just not publicly speaking about it, and publicly that hasn't gotten out there. But is that surmountable if you're the Jets? Like, if you're the Jets, are you willing to say, okay, show up in August? Show up in July. How desperate are you? That's what I'm saying. Like, even that objection in the mind of Aaron Rodgers, if I'm the New York Jets, given what you just said about the three quarterbacks that they've dealt with just last year, um, I think that's surmountable. I'll say, oh, okay, show up for one of the OTAs, meet the guys, show up for a team meeting, and then we'll see you uh, uh, on day one of training. Yeah, because I think that Aaron didn't like what, maybe he didn't like what he heard from Goody, and I think the way that Goody. Talked about, we made a significant commitment to him financially. We want to see our players be committed to us as well. That comment that Goody made, mm-hmm. to me, seemed like, hey, you had a crappy season, man. If you're here, you are here. You are all in. Otherwise, we're going to figure out a way to move on. I still keep thinking, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, the one hang-up is, can I really do this? Because it, it, it it's all been conjecture, right, until the flight day. 
until we, we reach the flight tracker portion of this. And and it comes down to this as well, because this real? is not this is not the first time that Aaron Rodgers has flirted with a franchise during this entire saga. Not the first time this has happened. First time it's it's seemingly gotten this close. But the one thing, I guess, the one final twist might not even be a twist at all. It might be something we've been talking about this entire time. When push comes to shove, does Aaron Rodgers actually have the stones to say, yes, I want to play for a new team, despite being somebody who has been on the record of, I want to play my entire career in Green Bay, despite being somebody who is on the record of, I am going to retire a Green Bay Packer as recently as... Eight months ago, nine yes. months ago, yes. when he signed this, you know, a year ago, when he signed this contract. He has been on the record for that. Does he have the stones to go, I want to play elsewhere? And or does Goody have the stones to sign the piece of paper that he has to, to finalize the transaction of trading away Aaron Rodgers? If you are a Packers fan, that is the last sliver of hope that you can be holding on to right now is, can he do it? Can he separate from the 17 years and the people and the relationships and the crowd and family night and the cheers at training camp and all those little things that are the real meaningful things and the bang on the drum all day after touchdowns and the snow falling and the lights on Sunday night football and the bears and the everything, right? Can you really separate from that? That's what you need to hold on to. And in my mind, it's the most powerful aspect of all of this, which is why I don't think, which is why I think we do not have news yet, because he's trying to wrap his head around saying goodbye to all of that. He's got to press the button. At the end of the day, contracts, compensation, what he's got to be the one that says, yep, we're doing it. And it's got to happen soon. The legal tampering window opens on Monday. And. The Jets got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they missed out on Derek Carr because they think that they can get this. But if Aaron Rodgers ain't coming, my guess is they're going to want to take a swing at Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be one of the first teams in line. My guess is ultimately he's gone. And I think we're going to find out. The more I think about it, I think it's possible that it happens over the weekend. That really? it happens today. Yeah. Really? Because, again, free agency opens on Monday. And the Jets that. need an answer. I get that. The Jets but... need an answer. It just it doesn't seem Friday news dumpy to me, and this stuff is real, by the way. Like people think about this, I don't think it's a Friday news dump story. No. If, if it happens today, I think it'll happen by noon, and if it doesn't happen by noon, I think we we get news Monday or Tuesday next week. That's that's my gut. No, I mean, you run all the time, so you don't have much of a gut. So can I trust it? I've been talking about bagel sandwiches and meatballs and booyah all morning on this show. You think I'm not starving? You don't even know what booyah is. I did know what booyah was. You didn't know what you didn't know what booyah was. You had to ask the talking text. Collectively, we did not know. I knew it was some sort of thing you could eat. Yeah, okay. So now you're trying to do the chewy thing where you're trying to be right adjacent but not actually be right. He's sitting in the chair. He's sitting in the chair. Compare me to Chewy. I love the big guy. Well, the it's out. She's coming up next, 94.5 ESPN.